Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. You're listening to last week's episode. To get this week's episode, you can take a look at my Patreon page, where patrons have day one access to new content. By pledging a dollar or more a month, you can get access to new episodes before everyone else, get merchandise for the show, and more. If you don't become a patron, there are still ways that you can support the show. Take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and post that on social media. And tag me in the shot on Twitter at MCLeadershipGuy or on Instagram at MC underscore Leadership Guy. If you haven't already, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and write a review so I can know what you think of the show. To become a patron of the show, make sure to visit the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. That's three L's podcast. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. I'm Jake McLean, and I'm your host. Last week on the show, we took a look at what the uh, commonly quoted by dads everywhere uh, phrase, check yourself before you wreck yourself, and what that looks like when uh, you're having a conversation with uh, really anybody uh, in any context. I've been thinking about the episode show uh, and how I connect the checking yourself before you wreck yourself concept and developing a filter, suspending your emotion and the things that you're doing, um, you know, with family conflicts, with, uh, with personal conflicts, uh, it doesn't have to just be family, of course, but, um, you know, what that, uh, what that really looks like. So today on the show, I wanted to, uh, explore a little deeper things about things related to communication and conflict. Uh, you know, I, as a kid and even, uh, as a, as still, you know, a young adult, I think that one of the, uh, the most fun I have, cause I'm kind of a video game nerd. And so one of the, uh, one of the most, the video games that are most, uh, for me, uh, as a, as a self-proclaimed video game nerd, uh, are the video games in which the, uh, decisions you make in game affect the course of your entire game. No matter what you do, and if you uh, mess up in some way, shape, or form, you either have to start a new game or wait until you finish it and then go back. Uh, and so, uh, all of those games really intrigue me. Uh, I can remember uh, if you've ever played any of those sorts of games, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, some of the most recent titles uh, that I've played that have had that uh, sort of thing: uh, Detroit Become Human, uh, they're the Walking Dead like comic series, uh, the Tell. I think it's uh, Telltale Games. Uh, you know, I couldn't hurt on about that forever. Um, and uh, in those uh, Walking Dead games, for example, each action you choose impacts your relationship with other characters. And that's how it really drives the, the game forward. And we'll be back after a short break because I have to take my dog outside. Die. Yes, the Telltale Games. So, uh, as I was saying, the decisions that you make, uh, the ways that you communicate with other people, all of it impacts the rest of your game going forward. Uh, and 
Uh, <laughs> I think most people don't like those games because video games are supposed to be sort of like escapism from, from real life. Uh, and when you have decisions to make that impact your character or the story arc of the game that you're playing, uh, sometimes that's a little too real for people. Uh, and so, but for me, it's always fascinated me, uh, the way people communicate, the way, um, relationships are built, sustained, or, uh, even, uh, messed up, uh, destroyed, broken up, whatever. Uh, and so thinking about these games, uh, you know, uh, one of the, uh, long running jokes in some of my friendships and certainly my relationship with my wife, uh, every time, uh, we respond sarcastically to, uh, one another or, uh, we have, uh, um, uh, kind of jokingly, uh, burned one another. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, we always say, Jacob will remember that. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the look that you get. Uh, but, uh, it, it provides a perfect segue, at least for me, uh, into how I want to talk about, uh, conflict and communication, uh, and how we might handle that, uh, going forward, particularly if you, uh, if you know the person, uh, rather well. Um, and so here we go, uh, today's episode. So in terms of the experiences that we have with other people, um, I really am a true believer in that everything connects. From what I've observed and from what I've lived, I always think it's interesting to see how people respond to or interact with conflict in their lives. Uh, particularly, again, you know, I think of, uh, I think of family, I think of friends, um, who I've had conflicts with and things like that. And so, so when I think about what this might look like for some people, I think that, uh, what's interesting is that we, um, when I've experienced conflict in the past, it's kind of like, uh, the conflict happens. Uh, you know that you're fighting with somebody and then you either talk it out, you don't talk about it for a few days, uh, and then, uh, at some level it's, it just goes away. Um, whether it's resolved or unresolved is unclear, but, but that's so interesting, right? Some people are, uh, you know, conflict avoidant and they don't want any part of messy conversations, uh, and so they'll, uh, withdraw, shut it down, and that's how they process their, uh, their side of the conflict, and then it's done. There are some people who, uh, really hold on to conflicts, uh, resentments and things like that, and it becomes central to who they are. And then, uh, there are some people who, uh, and I think I fall into this category that if I know I'm in a conflict with somebody, I'm gonna, like, sit them down and kind of talk it out. And make sure that we're good before anything uh, goes forward. And so when those uh, different uh, kind of uh, mindsets step into how you, how you resolve conflict, I just think it's, it's supremely interesting to me. Uh, and part of the reason why I love video games like that. But what happens when those uh, personality types uh, intersect? 
and those kind of mindsets about how to approach conflict uh, kind of happens. And so first, let me start by uh, sharing a model of conflict that I learned while uh, I was doing my master's program uh, and something that really kind of sticks out to me. And maybe it will for you, too. So the first stage of a, of a conflict is the awareness of it. Uh, whether it's uh, the direct or indirect awareness, you are aware that you are having a conflict with somebody. Uh, depending on what the situation is about, you have uh, thoughts and emotions about it. Uh, there are, you start having thoughts about the conflict, it starts rising your emotions, um, and that shapes your intentions, what you want to do about, about the conflict going forward, what you want to do about the conflict going forward. So those are your intentions. That's the, that's the third piece. Your intentions then are uh, shape into your behaviors, what you actually do to try to resolve the conflict. And then you get some feedback from whoever you're in conflict with, and it doesn't have to be just one person. It could be a, a multitude of people, right? Uh, and then it starts a whole process over again. So uh, from the point of awareness, thoughts and emotions, they shape your intentions. Your intentions impact your behaviors. Then you get some feedback and do the whole thing over again until your conflict's resolved. And so uh, for any of my uh, friends in MOL who just heard me butcher that, uh, so sorry, but uh, you can hop on the podcast and talk it over with me if you really think I'm wrong. Uh, and so when we think about uh, kind of conflicts that we've been a part of or things that have happened, um, you know, I think uh, I think a lot about my own personal experience and I won't just share drop any tea uh, on the podcast. So sorry if that's what you were after. Uh, but. Uh, I think about uh, how many instances of communication have been uh, blown out of uh, proportion or taken out of context and then blown out of proportion because uh, emotions uh, shaped the intention. And so, you know, I am a very extroverted person, but I'm also an extroverted feeler. And so whether it's happy emotions, sad emotions, angry emotions, you know, like I, uh, I feel it and people know, like I have a very difficult time, uh, holding it in, but I'm getting better. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you think about those sorts of things and, and what that looks like for people. And so, uh, but think about how many times you've been in a conflict and your emotions have hijacked your brain and how you perceive uh, the issues that are going on and what other instances of uh, life is happening to you as you are taking in information that shapes the, the conflict that you imagine you perceive that you're in. And so I think what happens sometimes is that when we're in conflict with other people, uh, or we're experiencing something that's causing us conflict, whether internally, whatever, um, it's easy for us to, to sometimes dismiss the, uh, perceptions or feelings of others because, uh, we're living in our truth. Uh, but there's, there's more than just our truth out there. And so, you combine this podcast episode with last week's where we talk about suspending kind of your own stuff, your own thoughts and emotions 
so that you make room for the other people that are in a conversation with you. And I truly believe that if we can't start by acknowledging the lived experiences of other people, the uh, thoughts and emotions of other people, and we can't have that be like a common ground, like base kind of thing, uh, the foundation of a conversation, uh, then it's over before it even starts. Uh, because if you go in and all you're doing is focusing on you and your thoughts, your emotions, uh, and how this all, this whole thing impacts you, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and nothing is ever going to get solved. But if you can, uh, take a moment and kind of acknowledge, you know, a person's, uh, style, a person's, uh, way of communicating, uh, and, and, uh, practice some empathy, right? Put yourself in the other person's shoes and, uh, you know, consider not just, uh, how you feel about the problem or the thing that you have to overcome with this other person, this conflict, uh, but what are you doing to contribute to it? Um, and I think that I don't ask that in a <laughs> accusatory way, but uh, it takes two to tango. And if there's a, there's a conflict that you're in, you know, even if it's in small ways, what have you done to kind of contribute to that? And so I think it's just really interesting because you can kind of uh, pick apart and unpack that in a bunch of different ways. And so when you uh, think about what to do with uh, with these different personality types, for example, these different approaches to uh, conflict, well, you know what, even before that, I think that uh, one of the most uh, silly things that I think anybody can do when they're experiencing conflict with uh, a family member uh, maybe a friend, a coworker, whatever, is to go in thinking that the, the conflict or the argument or whatever is something that can be won. Uh, again, if you, uh, if you approach a situation like that, I think the game's over before you've really started to play. And, uh, I just, uh, what a, what a waste of time, uh, trying to win something, uh, particularly if you're family. Uh, I think that, uh, Haley and I went to a wedding recently, and, you know, uh, since we're married, uh, she dropped some, uh, some marriage advice on the crowd and said that, uh, you know, winning in an argument feels good for about, uh, for about five minutes. Uh, but it doesn't help, uh, any sort of relationship grow. And I think that that is true, not just for people who are married, but, uh, all over the place. Winning might feel good for in the short term, but in the long term, I think it's more damaging to a relationship. And so slowing down, asking questions like we talked about in the last episode, uh, so, so important. And I think that, uh, if, again, if you can't get to that, that first stage, that first level, uh, you'll never make it past that. And so, uh, that's the, that's the part to start with there. Now, uh, as an extroverted feeler, I often have to check myself uh, at the door at the start of a conversation before I open up and start talking to anybody because I know that uh, if I start getting guided by my emotion, uh, it's going to take over and my message either isn't going to get articulated, my message isn't going to get articulated well, 
um, or I'm going to miss something that the other person's going to say to me, uh, and the other, and the things that I should be hearing. And so, uh, particularly if I'm talking to somebody who's conflict avoidant, um, you know, I've learned a timer three, uh, that sometimes I come off too strong. And for some people, I'm kind of abrasive. And that's never my intention, uh, but it is certainly the impact. And so uh, if you are an extroverted feeler like me and, uh, you know, you kind of put it all out there, what are the opportunities that you take advantage of to make room, make space for the other person in the conversation and make space not just for them, but their their thoughts, their emotions and and how they're processing the conflict that you're in and different things like that. And if you're talking to people who, uh, you know, the other side of that is uh, for uh, people to check extroverted feelers. Uh, sometimes uh, you got to say, hey, 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 hold on, pump the brakes there. I, um, I need to speak my piece here. Uh, and, um, and make us aware. Sometimes we're not even aware. Uh, and so it's, uh, you know, the awareness of the space is, is so huge. I think it's just so important that, uh, that we think about these things, that we, uh, that we make space for other people. Because everything we do, everything we say when we're experiencing conflict with family, with friends, with coworkers, with complete strangers, uh, everything connects. Everything connects. Uh, you never know what kind of doors you're opening or closing uh, when you when you don't take the time uh, to care uh, when you're trying to resolve a conflict. Uh, and even if it's not the resolution that you want, uh, you know, yeah, even if you can't come to the resolution that you want, it doesn't mean you lose. Now, I don't know whether you take away anything from that or if it is just another collection of Jake McLean rambles. Uh, but if you do take away anything, uh, make sure that you let me know uh, what you think. You can connect with me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, uh, MC Leadership Guy. Subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to leave a five-star review and a rating. Reviews and ratings help my show grow uh, and get some more visibility uh, so that we can get into the ears of people everywhere. Uh, and so I thank you for listening. I thank you for your support. And until next time, take care.